0: Hello and
1: welcome to this episode of Game on Girl, where we talk about gender and game culture. I'm your host, Regina McMenemy. And I'm your co-host, Rhonda Oglesby. In a recent episode of The Big Bang Theory, the Bakersfield Expedition, the guys head out to a local comic book convention, the Bakersfield Comic Con. They don their Star Trek The Next Generation Best and hit the road. Meanwhile, the girls stay home and discuss the fascination the guys have with comic books. That is until... Dun, dun, dun. Dun, dun, dun. they get sucked into the controversy themselves
0: <laughs> well we've we've talked about the big bang theory on the show before Um, I think there was one of the episodes we actually talked about more thoroughly. But what is it you like about the Big Bang
1: Theory? I mean, just in general. I mean, we we brought it up a few times. I love the show. Yeah, me too. Me too. It's one of of my favorites. Um, I love the pop culture references. I love the nerd and geek culture. I love the innocence of the characters, um, especially Mm. the guys especially the guys. Uh, Sheldon and Leonard and Raj and Howard all have a certain amount of innocence about how they're written and about how they portray their characters. There's not a lot of cynicism in their portrayals. Actually, I would say Leonard is probably the most cynical of all of them. And I love that. That gives me, as a viewer, um, I attach to that. Like, because I, I wish more people were like that, I guess, <laughs> mm, yeah. or sometimes wish I was a little bit more like that because I tend to be a little bit more cynical. So um, yeah. I appreciate that. It makes me want to take care of them, which I, I know can sound probably pretty maternal and maybe very gendered in and of itself, but I do connect to them in that way.
0: Well, why do you think maybe
1: that it has general Popular appeal. Well, I think that one of the themes that sort of evolves out of this particular episode, and is something that we talk about a lot in terms of gaming and game culture and how gamers view themselves. Everybody's an outsider in some way. You know, everybody has a uh, situation yeah, yeah. that they walk into where they're an outsider and not accepted. Everybody can relate to that, and I think that if there's one thing that that the big bang theory sort of provides it is that sense that everybody has that that sense of not being included
0: yeah and you're right and everyone has felt that in some way Mm -hmm. or another
1: absolutely well this episode was definitely
0: about gender differences um they advertised it that way Mm -hmm. and actually you and i both had seen the trailer for it and
1: took Pause. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's putting it mildly. I think um, there was actually quite an uproar on um, on my Twitter feed and with quite a few people. I think that's actually how I saw it. Somebody was like, "Oh, great! You know, here they go again." Um, Uh, with the gender stereotypes and girls in comics because the trailer and again uh or not again but we should warn you guys we are going to be talking about uh this episode of the big bang theory in great detail so we are going to be sharing what happened in the episode so if you haven't watched it please go do and come back you can watch it on cbs.com the the trailer showed a scene again like trailers tend to do it's only 30 seconds so you only see a very short clip of the girls of the show um, Bernadette Penny and Amy Farrah Fowler the three of them walking into a comic book store and all of the men in the store stop what they're doing and stare at them. <laughs> yeah. And Bernadette asks, why are they looking at us? And she's like, oh, just soak it in. And then Amy says, just soak it in, girls. And she's like, hello, boys, as she, you yeah. know, pats down her hair. And that's okay, all they excellent. That's – it is hilarious. I mean, it's funny. And, and some of us have probably experienced something very similar to that in our lives. Um, But that's all they show. And so my gut reaction is to want to go, wait, what? You know, let's not let's not tout the stereotype that girls don't like comics again please can we get past this girls like comics girls like games let's get past this so that was my my gut reaction however i did not react publicly (laughs) good for you because i wanted to stop and wait and see the scene in context and after seeing the entire episode i'm i you know i'm not upset (laughs) no my feminist tackles have been laid down
0: In fact, it's probably one of their best shows.
1: Absolutely. I I, I would agree. There's a little bit more depth than we've seen with some of the characters here. So I, I really appreciate that. And, you know, in terms of the gender separation, this is one of the most separated shows we've had. The girls... And the guys don't interact at all in the whole episode. There's not, well, I guess there is one. Yeah, sc- they're in
0: the opening they, that's scene. That's right.
1: In the opening scene, we have Penny talking to Leonard and Sheldon. But that's it. And then for the rest of the scene, for the rest of the show, they're completely separate from each other.
0: Yeah, they're in in two entirely different worlds. And it, mm-hmm. that that I find very interesting. Um, first of all, the girls go to brunch together, which is a very nice Environment for them. They're sitting around having a girls' day, having a chat when they decide to basically enter the guys' world. Right. In other words, they decide to go to a comic book store. The guys, on the other hand, are doing something that they're completely comfortable with, and that is doing some cosplay and going to a convention. It sounds like, you know, they're going to be with their peeps, they're going to be with people
1: who understand them, and they're going to have a great time. Yeah. When they get stranded right they they stop and i love i love the the premise of this they're in southern california and they're near one of the locations where star trek was filmed so they decide to stop and take some pictures in their full you know dress cosplay which is you know would be award-winning cosplay of course you would expect to see that on a network show but still when we think in context of our characters you know it is it is some great representations of the characters
0: so yeah, and I just. I love those scenes in the desert. Yeah, I, mean, I love them.
1: I, mean, I love the it. photo shoot.
0: <laughs> yes. There's so much about that. I, I'm sitting there going, yes, we would do that. If, if I know we would do that. We would dress. We would stop. I know we would do that. Yeah. And you culturally understand them, and they completely sell it. And yep. you're like, I'm right there with you, man. Yeah, exactly. I, yeah,
1: yeah, yeah, we're, yeah, There's there's no. And I think that's another thing that I love about the Big Bang Theory in general is there's no hesitation with the depth and engagement they have in their in their geek culture like they're just talk about being all in these guys are all in with everything that they yeah. do <laughs> Well, they, they
0: know who they are. Mm -hmm. I mean, and they, they can't get away from it. Right, right. And they
1: know they don't fit anywhere else. Right. And, and they accept that about, or at least we think they accept that about themselves, which we'll, we'll talk a little bit more about that later in the episode. But yeah, so they're, they're doing the photo shoot and Leonard's car gets stolen and leaves them stranded, literally stranded in the desert. Um, and no one will pick them up. Like they're trying to hitchhike and nobody's going to pick them up because they're dressed like next generation. <laughs> <laughs>
0: they're, they're in complete cosplay and, we're and talking, they're talking film a ride. Yeah. We're talking a Klingon, mm-hmm. a Borg, Data,
1: and, uh, Captain Picard. Uh, Captain Picard. Yeah. Yeah. With full, you know, bald cap and, uh, really? full, uh, uh, cyborg additions yeah. on our, on our, uh, our Borg person. So yeah, it's, it's, it's very detailed very detailed cosplay. Well, the writing, I thought, was,
0: it's always exceptional. I I think that they hit the nail on the head. Again, when I watch an episode of The Big Bang Theory, it's only 30 minutes. And when it ends, I'm always surprised. I'm like, God, that was quick. (laughs) And when you look at it in that way, it's a lot like the episodes of like the guild on the internet which are even shorter right you know they have to be efficient right
1: right yeah they, they, they've
0: got to be good about what they're writing they mm-hmm. can't beat around the bush and at the same time they can't beat their
1: listeners over the head right exactly and there there's certain fine fine art or finesse that comes to Creating short, I mean short anything, short fiction, short web series, short blogs. Yes, short blogs <laughs> so they, you know I, I often tell that to my students actually, I have in the past made their final assignments, short writings where they have to communicate in you know 600 words or less because they don't realize, you know when you have a research paper that's eight pages long, the luxury in that. You know, yes. they don't recognize that. I'm like, it takes a lot more to get a point across in a short amount of time. So I will sometimes make that a, you know, final requirement for class. Okay, if you finessed yourself far enough along, you shouldn't have a challenge here with, you know, doing something like this. So
0: Well, if we talk about the, the theme of gender in this episode, and they, like we said, they purposely separate the girls and the guys. Originally, you and I both kind of were rankled that they were going to do this stereotype mm-hmm. where the the girls just weren't as geeky or something as the guys were. Right, yeah. They, they were, even though Amy and Bernadette are extremely intelligent and they seem to hold the exact same kind of jobs that the guys do, they always seem to be segregating them as women. Right. And that's kind of what we saw, but the beauty of the episode though as I was listening to the dialogue and I I tend to write down the dialogue especially that I want to talk about on the show I got to thinking you know this they could be talking about anything mm-hmm. here. they could be talking about a weekend of paintball mm-hmm. or how much their guys love their cars mm-hmm. I mean we you and I we don't tend to ignore the idea that there are differences between the genders we we relish that idea. Right. And that there are things that you know, more guys like, and their typical conversations that girls have about, you know, well, he's watching football again this Sunday. I guess I'm going to have to, you know, right. find something to do, whatever, you know, Right. Yeah. I, I love football, <laughs> but li- just listen to this, this conversation and you can, they're, they're talking about the comic books, but they're be talking about anything about their guys. Bernadette says, it's cute how excited they are about the con. Amy says, I don't even understand why they go to these conventions. Penny says it's like something a 12-year-old would be interested in. How many conversations have women had over the decades, over the centuries, uh, complaining about not understanding whatever it is their guys are into?
1: Right. Or, or, you know, guys having the same conversation about, you know, women wanting to go shopping or whatever else they might be interested in or watching soap operas or whatever else it is that, you know, women tend to prefer. You know, for whatever reason or, you know, stereotyped and and gendered, you know, understandings or expectations for people. You're supposed to like this because you are a, you know, fill in the blank gender.
0: But, I mean, you don't deny, though, that, that, that women have a, well, their DNA is wired toward S- usually toward more of a creative bent, and guys more toward a physical bent. That doesn't mean that they aren't, they
1: don't exist in both places. Right, right. But, but I mean, it, it's partially it's it's partially how we are hardwired physically but yeah. there's also a whole lot of socialization that goes on oh yeah. you know that oh, talks yeah. about you know girls not being this and that was you know I actually had a short conversation with um Adrian hunter, who's the the meaner geek on uh, Twitter about this because he had he had said you know he had made a, a series of comments on Twitter about how you know, he's seen, you know, in, in all the years he's gone to comic book stores, the number of women he's seen in comic book stores has been very low. And other than like his sister and some other people that he knows, he doesn't know hardly any women who are interested in comic books. So, you know, he's saying, you know, it's not that outrageous that this happens. No. And I wrote back and I said, no, I have been the one woman who walked into the yes. game store and had the entire game store stop and turn around and look at me. I've had that happen to me before. Of course, you know, it didn't go on, you know, any longer than they looked and they saw I was a girl and then turned around and went back to whatever it was that they were doing. But I have had that moment. And it's not that those moments don't exist. What I always worry about is the fact that we reinforce the stereotypes with scenes like this. Yes. Yeah. And that's my, if my hackles were going to get up about anything, it would have been that. Let's reinforce the fact that girls don't like comic books. That I didn't want to see happen. And had the episode gone in a different direction direction and had that been the outcome that they just had that oh this is stupid and dismissed the whole thing then i would have i would have been upset with it but but it didn't go that way and i have to say some of my favorite dialogue was the way stewart stepped up (laughs) oh yeah (laughs) and pretty much schooled all the guys in the store when he was like you've seen this before in real life and in drawings go back to what you're doing you know, and yes. I will hose you down. You know? Yes, <laughs> I he was. He was great. Yeah, he was great. He was great, and and I thought that that was just really, really nicely done.
0: Well, I think that one one of the lines that Penny has is is it's not particularly poignant, but it's the point at which I felt like that they were turning the tables. Mm-hmm. She says, "How is it that they can spend hours arguing about things that don't even exist?" Right, and I have seen this repeatedly in situations where, um, whatever whatever faction you're involved with, if you go to a political convention or if you go to a uh, religious service or whatever, and then you go to, I, I've actually done this. I've I've been in a a, a church service. And they will be talking about people who don't come to church. And then I will go to a meditation service led by Buddhists, and they will talk about the Christians, and they say the exact same things about each other.
1: Right, exactly, exactly. And it's like, oh, you people are so closed. Right, and so so narrow in your scope. And it's hilarious. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. If,
0: if you listen to what Penny says, because how many women – can sit around talking for hours and hours and hours about glee or twilight <laughs> or jack sparrow yep. or the notebook i mean sure. it, it's hilarious that the hypocrisy is just coming right out of their mouth
1: right well and You know, if you were to say that nobody should have conversations about things that don't exist, then I'm sorry, (laughs) but the vast majority of humanities academics would have no job. (laughs) Yeah, because that's all that people talk about in the humanities is that, you know, that the writers or who was writing or who was doing this or who was doing that or what was said then and, you know. The, all, all of that. So there there would be no there would be no literature majors, you know, so well,
0: I think that's what was so smart about the writing because the statements the girls were making after they bought their comic books and they went home and they read them and they're still kind of spouting this stereotypical stuff. We are all sitting there thinking about how ridiculous it is what they're saying mm-hmm. when they begin to fall into the exact pattern as the guys yeah
1: they do they do they they totally they go full head-on into exactly the kind of debate that they would sit around and listen to the guys having you know i've, I've used in class i've used clips from the big bang theory uh, one in particular where um they're in the first season they're walking up the stairs and they run into penny and they say they were going to do a superman marathon and she says oh there's more than one superman movie and they're like yeah there's like there's several and she says oh i like the one where he eats catches Lois Lane in his arms and Sheldon steps up and says, that scene is rife with scientific uh, inconsistencies. And then proceeds to describe it. And then they end up getting in like a whole debate about Superman and where his strength comes from, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. And and it's one of those debates and she's just sitting there like standing there staring at them. And then they that's what ends up happening. They end up arguing about Thor's hammer and and who can use it and how and why and what it says and, and using you know the text of the, the comic book as proof and then taking it to the next level where they storm into the guy's apartment and pull out their libraries. (laughs)
0: Start reading more (laughs) comics. to start reading more. (laughs) Yeah. And I just, I I just think that that is a beautiful, beautiful message Mm -hmm. because there's no better way to understand your partner than to try to participate in the things that they love. Yep.
1: Absolutely. And, to, you, I mean, you just to begin to understand it. them better. Mm-hmm. Exactly. To learn and to engage and to, and to find and discover that you might as well. You might love what they love as well. So,
0: And not only that, but even if you don't particularly enjoy it, if you concentrate on the joy of your partner, mm-hmm. you will see that you get a little more out of it than if you concentrate on, well, I better have fun at this.
1: Or dismissing their enjoyment or dismissing what it is that they do maybe because yeah yeah, the validity of what they're doing which which is what we see end up happening to the guys through this through this episode sadly enough
0: (laughs) yeah that's the that's the other part of it because the girls leave their comfortable environment and they actually enter deeper into the guys environment what happens to the guys is after being stranded out there in the desert they have to walk. Mm-hmm. Their car's been stolen and they end up at a diner. And of course they're
1: in costume. Dressed in Star Trek <laughs>
0: costumes. And they've walked into a diner off of the, de- off of the highway in the desert in California. And immediately they start getting laughed at.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, everybody's looking at them and the waitress makes a joke at their expense and, you know, Sheldon in his very concrete, logical way is like, well, you know, Scotty is, you know, not on the next generation. So, you know, bad on you, <laughs> you know, yeah. um, and it's and it's a really it's really sort of a painful scene. It was it was that scene and then the scene with the cop shortly thereafter when they're, you know, reporting the car stolen. That made me realize that we do as viewers, or at least I do, and I'm assuming many other people do, have a sense of uh, wanting to protect them and, and appreciating the naivete from which they, they all come from. They're just, you know, they're joy to be. They love their life and they love the things in their life. And to watch it sort of be shot down is, is was painful. <laughs> it was painful for me. Yeah, I
0: it, it's the first really sad moment, I mm-hmm. think, I remember there being on the Big Bang Theory. Yeah, I agree. And it was intensely sad because the earlier, when they were stuck in the desert... Um, Sh- Sheldon has this great line where he said they're all complaining, and he's like, "Look, all our lives we've been dreaming about being part of a fantasy world that we love, and here we are. We we are actually a Star Trek landing party stranded stranded in an unforgiving environment. And immediately after that, they're all they're, uh, they're motivated, and then someone throws a slushie at Sheldon and calls him a nerd. Yeah, yeah." And, and,
1: yeah, it's just awful. <laughs>
0: yeah, and he's, he's completely dejected. Mm-hmm. And so, like you were talking about, the scene in the diner, they finally, there's a police officer that's come to take a statement. They've worked out trying to get a ride. And they're trying to decide, do we go to the con or do we go home? Right. And Leonard and Howard are completely over it. They're yeah. just like, I just want to go home. And the deciding vote is left up to uh, Kutrapali and Sheldon. And he's like, how are we going to decide this? And th- to me, the absolute saddest statement I have ever heard was Sheldon's line. And it, it also gives me pause. And it, I, this, if I had anything of uh, trouble with the show, is this line. We're an imaginary landing party who got a real life garbage thrown at us by real life strangers who think we're idiots.
1: To tell you the truth, I'm starting to feel like one. I know. It's such an unbelievably heartbreaking moment. And to see Sheldon's face, I mean, he's just, he's almost broken. <laughs> it's yeah. so sad to see him say that and to come to that point where it's like, here are these people who who think what I love is stupid. Well, and
0: to hear him say maybe they're right.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: Yeah. That's what killed
1: me. Yeah. 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 Well, and and that's where where the continuity of the show sort of, lifts it back up again so, so we have this moment where where the guys are feeling so dejected and, and so pained and so hugely out of place remember i said i thought that the main theme of this was what it was like to be an outsider yeah the girls walk into the comic store as outsiders and are embraced and they find a new interest in these you know books and this stuff that their their boyfriends love they have the positive experience of being an outsider. The guys have the exact opposite situation where, and and they probably have felt it more and longer in their lives than the girls have felt, especially perhaps Penny with her sort of traditionally attractive, you know, way and and her street smarts as she calls it as they're talking. Um, They probably have it a little easier than the guys have had it.
0: No, no, no,
1: no, no, no. No? (laughs) How? (laughs) How? How? Amy Farrah Fowler. Well, no, not Amy. More more Penny than than Amy and, okay. and Bernadette. I mean, I know what it's like to be the smart girl and to be ostracized yes. because you're the smart girl. Don't get me yes. wrong. I know that that's not that's not an easy road to haul at all. Um, but more that Penny just kind of is able to yes skate along more on in that tr- traditional sort of accepted culture. Then yes. she was the bully, not the bullied in in school. You know,
0: and she admits that, which she admits,
1: and, and they had another you know side episode about, um, but the, the guys are 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 still sort of actively dealing with this, and and then they end up in this situation where they're face to face with people who are, you know half a step away from openly hostile toward them about, you know, who they are in their life choices. And the cop makes, you know, the joke about, oh, should I call one of your moms? You know, and then Howard comes out and he's like, oh, I talked to my mom. And he's like, okay, whatever. You know? yeah. And and I understand the jokes and the laughter, but I also understand, again, that we're playing on the stereotypes. But the thing that changes the the whole this whole episode is that moment where, They return to their apartment and they're walking up the stairs and they've stripped off most of their makeup and they're, you know, just completely exhausted from this harrowing experience and and the reception that they've received. To hear the girls arguing about Thor's hammer. (laughs) Yeah. Through the door. And it's this moment that changes the whole episode for me because – you know, they have that moment where they're like, okay, well, the only explanation is that while we were in the desert, we were transported to a parallel (laughs) timeline.
0: Yeah, Yeah, where our (laughs) girls appreciate great literature. Great literature. (laughs) I love Howard's line where he says, well, maybe Thor's hammer is a new color of nail polish.
1: (laughs) Right. (laughs) Because <laughs> that's all that they could be debating with such passion, uh, so and that's just fantastic. And then they can re-embrace their love of it. Yeah, you know, it's they they can go and and Sheldon can say, you know, okay, Captain. So you know, what are your orders? And and they can step back into. The fantasy life and the thing that they love and the cosplay and all of that comes, you know, to a point where they're like, okay, well, if the girls can accept this, then, you know, everybody else.
0: I think it's (laughs) it's more than that. I think it's just that they know, even if the girls had not been arguing about Mm -hmm. comic books. They know that's a safe place. Yeah. But because the girls were arguing about comic books,
1: they knew that at least someone was open-minded. Right, right. That that they could step outside themselves and learn to love something maybe that they didn't know that they could from the beginning. Yeah. yeah. Which, you know, again, if we're going to take another sort of main idea or theme away from this, that's a good one. Like you said. See what your partner likes, what your significant other is, and just, yeah, and, you know, their joy maybe can can help you imp- appreciate it as well. And
0: yeah, you guys I mean, yourself. I'm <laughs> not into, for instance, I'm not into comic books at all, and my husband was hugely, and I was all for it. We went to a comic book store. We tried to find some comics I was interested in, and what I actually liked was the art. Mm-hmm. Oh, absolutely. the art. It's just brilliant. And it, it turns out i really, I, I actually really enjoy the graphic novels a whole lot more. But without him, I probably never would have gotten into it yeah, at all. But to watch him enjoy it and to sit and talk about it. Right. it I mean, I learned more about him. I connected with him and it was a wonderful time that we could just sit and grow and share together mm-hmm. and you know I could I could have resisted that but I would
1: have been resisting him right exactly and and that's just that's just sad all around <laughs> yeah. and there um, there is a lot of you know fantastic graphic artwork out there and graphic novels oh, you know there's so much so beautiful yeah so much to experience and so much to learn and so many stories to appreciate so Definitely something to keep in mind if you if you haven't or if you're not a fan to definitely check out. There's a lot out there to see.
0: Yeah, Cat and I had a similar situation happen once when we um, went into a board game store, and they they had a lot of Warhammer. There was a lot of yep. miniature gaming, but they had other board games and stuff like that too. And uh, we were in another town. We weren't at home, and we were thinking oh wow it's close to the holidays maybe we can find those expansions that we've been looking for for arkham and dominion and Mm -hmm. stuff we can get those and so we got to talking to the guys behind the counter about when was going to come out what and all this and the guys we we told them you know we're buying these for our guys we play with them and stuff and they like you know when we look at you you know we see angels wings (laughs) 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 and i didn't completely understand we got outside i was like what was he talking about and he's like they
1: said you know you guys love the idea that you love what they love right yeah yeah that you'll make and you participate in it. Yeah, a friend of mine on Facebook said something along the lines of, "Yeah, women, you you know, ladies, you might not be so interested in sports, but if you don a jersey the day that your you know your guy's team is playing, he'll love you forever." Yeah, and it's like it's such an, you know you know even if you don't sit and watch the game, at least you show your. You know mm-hmm. your support of the of the team or, or whatever you know your your superhero your car your you know, whatever it is you want to insert is your favorite thing that you love that you want everybody else to love and appreciate as well.
0: Yeah, well, yeah. we really enjoyed the episode and we really enjoy the Big Bang Theory. Um, if you've got any points about the show or that particular episode, we'd love to hear from you. Any other insights about? your experiences in a comic book store
1: really, yeah.
0: especially as a woman or mm-hmm. a board gaming or maybe with your significant other we'd love to hear about that too i'd like to know how the community's treating you you can check us out on our website gameongirl.com and there'll be all kinds of ways that you can get in touch with us there I'm the co-host, Rhonda Oglesby. You can follow me on Twitter at growroom. that's R-H-O-R-H-O-O-M. You can read my tech blog at droolonthefrog.com. And email is
1: Rhonda at
0: gameroomgirl.com.
1: And I'm your host, Regina McMenemy, or Doc Liz with two Zs, as I'm known on Twitter. Please, if you don't watch the show, make sure to check out The Big Bang Theory on CBS Thursday nights at 8 p.m. You can also watch full shows available online at CBS.com. They go back about five episodes usually, and sometimes they throw in. um, the reruns as well so you can catch up on some of the older uh, episodes of the season if you haven't kept up with is this season five or season six? This is season six. Yeah, six. Uh, Game on Girl is available on iTunes and Stitcher streaming. These links, along with references made in the show, can be found on our website, gameongirl.com. This podcast is edited by Ryan Broom at Desert Tree Media. And the theme song Good Day by Triple Fox is used under a Creative Commons attribution license. Thanks for listening, and until next time, game on! Game on!